Here's the Smart Retirement Cast brought to you by Smart Retirement Media. Now, here's your hosts, Mike and Matt. All right, listeners, welcome back for another great episode of Smart Retirement Podcast. Today, we are going to just absolutely touch on the beauty of permanent life insurance. We've got a great guest on the show, someone that deals with this stuff all of the time. You know, Matt helps with all different types of retirement um, vehicles, different retirement plans. You know, part of what Matt does is, you know, you offer life insurance, right, Matt? Absolutely. And lots of different types of life insurance, in fact. Uh, you know, so Chris is really my go-to guy for figuring out what type and how we should use it. That's right. We've got Chris Foley, uh, managing partner of Core Income Advisors out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. He's going to be on as soon as we come after this break, as soon as we go through the first break. He'll talk to us all about the the different ways to access cash value how to utilize your universal life insurance policy correctly. We're going to talk, Matt and I are going to, you know, pepper in some really good ideas about how to use the cash value to offset other things in your retirement plan that you may not want to use this year, or you may not want to use next year, or you may not want to use the year after next year, because this cash value and the permanent life insurance and what it can do for you and your family will be a great resource to you. But before we get into all that smart stuff, <laughs> let's talk about how Mr. Hollander caught himself a fish in a river this last weekend. Did you take Connor out fishing on a boat? I did. I did. So Connor got to actually do his first fishing trip this uh, this weekend. We were going to go camping, but the weather didn't look super great. looked really hot and didn't really want to go camp with Connor for the first time and try to brave the heat. So we're going to save that for this fall. So we did kind of a guy's trip with a couple of my buddies, rented a boat and uh, actually went to a lake, not a river, but it was uh, Canyon oh, Lake sorry. out here. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. Out here in Arizona. And it was nice. Uh, Connor had a good time. We um, didn't catch any fish, but um, saw some fish jumping out of water. And I think Connor was more interested in seeing all the ducks um, you know, Connor's going to be <laughs> Connor's going to be four in uh, September, so doesn't take a whole lot to entertain him. But he just had like the best smile on his face all day. It was it was one of those kind of really cool dad moments. So awesome! You know, awesome. Yeah. What did you do over the weekend, Mike? Uh, well, I had uh, I sh I shot two birdies. Oh, on Sunday golf. at Trilogy uh, at Monarch Dunes in Napomo, California. Uh, I, we played, played with three other guys that I coworkers, we kind of had like a business slash personal day where we talked through some challenges we've got at the office. There's just so much activity right now. The refinance market is just absolutely speaking of fish. These fish are jumping in the boat. We, <laughs> there's too many people that want to refinance, um, at the same time. So we were talking some logistics, how we get smoother on that, the handoffs, those types of things. And then as soon as we were done with that meeting, we went right out to the golf course and enjoyed ourselves because with all this work, you got to have fun too. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to this coming weekend is I'm actually coming over to California. I'll be up in Sonoma for the weekend. Uh, we've got a big race with the Porsche owners club up at Sonoma. So it's going to be my first race back on track uh really all year so kind of chomping at the bit like wondering if it's uh if it's friday yet so i can go to the track sure 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 well listeners as you know we always try to give you expert guests that can fill in with good quality knowledge that's taking place right now in the marketplace so you're not just hearing from matt and i the whole time you know i know you guys have a relationship with us but we want to we want you to get non-biased information Chris Foley from Core Income Advisors is going to come on right after this break. He's going to talk to you about some great ways to access the cash value and have permanent life insurance because it just doesn't make sense to just do term insurance. Sometimes it does, but what really makes a lot of sense is what we're going to touch on right after this break. So stick around. We'll be right back. Matt, do you ready to take us to the break or did I forget something? 
Well, I just wanted to add before we jump to a break is, you know, rather than just kind of titling this as life insurance is one of the things that we talk about on this show is, you know, smart retirement, right? And how we can be smart retirees and best use our funds that are available to us. So I really want everyone to keep an open mind today of using this more as a investment investment vehicle that can be used for accumulation and help with different challenges or scenarios that come up during your retirement, whether it be uh, helping fund a college savings account. This can be used for that. Maybe we're using this to bridge that gap for income later in retirement to delay our Social Security, or we might be using this as a pension uh, replacement type of tool if you don't have one currently with the employer that you are with. So stick around. After this break, we'll bring on Chris Foley, and we'll dive in to more about our life insurance topic for today. Honestly, when was the last time you really took a hard look at your retirement plan? With the market the way it's been, it can be easy to become complacent. A new decade is upon us, which comes with a lot of questions. Can the economy and the market continue to grow? What will the next election do to my investments? Is it time to sell my house before the market adjusts to downsize and take advantage of the equity? How can I best maneuver to maximize return? The answer is simple. It never hurts to get a second opinion from a team like Century Financial Consultants. With over 40 years of financial planning experience, Get a free retirement analysis from Century Financial Consultants today to see where you stand and if you're ready for any changes we may face in the coming year. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Prepare for an uncertain tomorrow so you can relax and enjoy today. Get a free retirement analysis from Century Financial Consultants by calling 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Century Financial Consultants, California license numbers 0L23991 and 01756. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS number 328358. Mike Points is a licensed loan officer in California, NMLS number 1246224, and is only licensed to offer advice on mortgage products. He is not licensed as an investment advisor. All of the mortgage products Mike Points will discuss on this show are for educational purposes, and these products should be reviewed by a licensed loan officer before taking these mortgages on as your own, as they may not fit your specific situation or needs. If you want the thing you love, you must have a pizza, holy baby. And when you hear thunder, don't run under a tree. It'll be pennies from heaven for you and me. Now come over here, boy, Sam. And every time it rains, it rains. And don't you know it's cockadine? Every time it rains, it rains. Don't you know it's cockadine? Okay, listeners, we're back from our first break, and I got to tell you, I'm so excited to have Chris on the show with us. We mentioned it in the introduction, Chris Foley from Core Income Advisors. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. I uh, we were Just before the break, or just before we came back from the break, I was learning that you were just up at uh, your family's cabin you guys always go to at... Uh, now, which lake was it? Was it Minnewaska? It's Lake Minnewaska. It is. It's just uh, just about two hours north of Minneapolis. I've been going up there for, man, getting on 20 years now with uh, with my family. And, you know, we usually have a lot of relatives up there with uh, everything going on today. It was a little bit more subdued crowd with just uh, just my more immediate family. But, um, sure. you know, it's fun to get out on the lake and uh, get, a, get a little bit of sun of Got a covered in a little bit of a little bit of a burn if you could see me here. So <laughs> So for all our listeners up in the Midwest, we've got a Midwesterner on here today. Did you go to college in the Midwest as well, Chris? Yeah, I did. I went to college in uh, University of Michigan. So uh so I'll say a go blue if we have anyone out there. If there are any Ohio people listening, you know, yeah. Thank you <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they don't like Michigan and Ohio. Um <laughs> Well, listeners, like we talked about, Chris is a, a national leading expert on the topic of uh, universal life policies, as well as just all types of life policies. Chris, your basic job is to help these life insurance agents that are out working with, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, making sure they know the exact changes in the marketplace and everything that works 
great for them so that your team, your life insurance guys aren't really missing a trick or missing a product out there in the marketplace. That's right. That is exactly correct. We work with, uh, with about 50 different insurance carriers. We have a lot of people on staff whose sole job it is, is to watch these products, make uh, see if there's any changes. And then what we'll do is we work uh, with specifically financial advisors or insurance agents to really do the research for them and to do the shopping on individual cases to, to make sure that what they're looking for for the client is, uh, is as efficient as we can possibly get. So we have Quite a, between myself and my team, we've got quite a bit of experience, uh, not just with one company or one variety of products, um, but really with everything that you'd be looking at in terms of life insurance across the industry. Dynamite. You know, um, what I love about having you on the show this year so much more than any other year is that we have in the first season, we talked a lot about just setting up uh, a good old fashioned wealth triangle. You know, we talked about the the base of your triangle being kind of your risk management, insurances, making sure you got a couple bucks in a savings account so that when life throws you a curveball, you can take a hit at it. You know, you can actually take a swing and get on base, metaphorically speaking. But that middle section was more about how to, okay, now you've got this base. How do you really protect that base? How do you make sure you never lose it? And should... You get lucky enough. How do you make sure that you can pass that wealth to your loved ones um, at the time of death? So it's so great to have you on because in this year alone, we've seen we've been reminded of a lot of mortality. We really have. Um, But also we've seen huge, huge market swings where people are scared about, you know, where their wealth is going to be. Um, it's nice to have you on the show because you help us understand how a good life insurance policy could hedge against some of the volatility we're seeing this year. Um, Matt, I know you're going to shut me up in a second here, but I wanted to get that out <laughs> because I think so many of our listeners might see this title and think, well, they're just going to try to sell some life insurance today. Let's hear how that goes. This is all about educating you listeners on A, the different types of life insurance, but B, how dynamic good life insurance policies when you have someone like Chris or Matt that structure a life insurance policy can help you combat all the things you're going to see along this lifespan you have. You know, so uh, Matt, without further ado, why don't you kick us off into this segment so that we can get Chris talking and us talking less. Sure. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have Chris on the show. I think Chris and I have now been working together probably going on almost eight years um, and really have utilized Chris in almost all of my scenarios where we need to design something for a particular scenario for a client. And, you know, the information listeners that we bring you, you know, we try to give basic advice on everything that we're going over. And, you know, everyone's situation is going to be different. So that's why I have somebody like Chris in my corner to where I can go to him, explain the situation, then he can give us two or three options of what's available out on the marketplace so I can bring those options to you. So, you know, Mike brought up a really good point talking about the mortality and things we've had this year. And it's really gotten a lot of the phones ringing in my office of clients. Okay, am I set up properly? If something happens to me, are, are my loved ones going to be taken care of? And what do we need to do to kind of make sure the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed? So the first question that usually comes up is going to be, you know, what type of life insurance should we be looking at? And one of the things that we try to do is really kind of look at it and say, okay, really there's two and then we can break it down further. But really we're looking at term or permanent life. Isn't that right, Chris? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the term policy, you know, those are those ones that, you know, you're in your 20s, 30s, you buy while you have the kids along the way. They're usually a little bit cheaper to get um, and they're usually for a term of your life. And you're making premium payments into these things. And once the term is up, the insurance is typically gone unless you can convert it or do some other things inside the policy. Whereas your permanent life insurance may be a little more expensive, but again, it's going to be permanent and carry throughout your lifetime. Would that be a decent way to kind of summarize that, Chris? 
Yeah, it's a quick look at it. I mean, to, to expand a little bit on that, I like to describe term insurance. I mean, I mean, it's similar in the name, but you know, it's, it's going to be for a shorter period of time. You're usually going to have that to insure against a specific risk. You know, that might be as simple as saying, you know, my child is going to go to college and I want to make sure that if something happens to me, there's dollars available for it. Well, that specific risk might be an 18-year risk or a 10-year risk, depending on when you're looking at it. But oftentimes that's where we'll use term insurances for, um, whether it be a child going to college or a mortgage. Um, that's where we see a lot of term insurance being utilized. Um, on the other side, though, is looking at something more permanent based or permanent insurance. Uh, that tends to be for legacy benefits, but it also gives more opportunities for the clients to do more than just consider the mortality aspect. Um, I know as, uh, as Mike uh, began the intro here, he talked about the mortality component of it. And, and term insurance is a really big, I mean, it's going to be focused on protecting against mortality risk. Permanent insurance, because it's going to be there for your whole lifetime, is actually, and this is what we'll talk some about today, but permanent insurance is going to give you quite a few more opportunities and a lot more flexibility around what the product can do for you and how you can use that to not just protect against a mortality risk, but also protect yourself against risks that you face in everyday life, in everyday life similar to you know, the market crash that we looked at. So there, there are differences, but I really like to describe term as, you know, it is a short-term, inexpensive way to protect against a risk for a small number of years versus creating a larger plan that's something that you can use as part of your retirement, but really as part of uh, everything that you, you put together on the financial side. Got it. And if we dive a little bit further into our permanent life insurance that are kind of available out there, you know, I, I want to stay on more of the fixed or the fixed index side of things, not necessarily talk about the variable products that might be out there that are available, um, you know, which are technically a security. Um, if we want to stay more on the fixed, since, you know, with smart retirement, we try to talk about safe investment options, something that they're not going to have a whole lot of principal risk with. Um, so let's kind of leave the variable out for today's conversation. We could always do a comparison later on on that. But when we dive into our permanent insurances, we've really got, would you say two, Chris? I mean, we've got our whole life insurance and then our fixed index universal life insurance. Is that about right? From a base level, that's exactly it. And, and this is what you'll see a lot in the industry is you'll see whole life or you'll see universal life. A lot of times that's going to be abbreviated as UL. And so the, those are going to be, when you talk permanent insurance, generally it's going to be one or the other. Okay. And just from kind of a 10,000 foot view above, if I'm the consumer out there and I'm looking you know, at these two policies, where would I use a whole life and where would I use more of our fixed index universal life or FIUL? Mm -hmm. So it's a great question. I would almost, I'd almost step back a second and just start with, you know, what are some of the similarities of them? Okay. Because with both, both the universal life policy and a whole life policy, you know, first and foremost, you're going to have that legacy benefit. So if something happens to you, there is going to be a tax-free pool of dollars available going to your heirs. And with both universal life and with whole life, the idea is that this is not something that uh, the insurance company is going to take away after 10 years or 15 years, like you might see with the term insurance product. This is something that's going to be there for you and it's going to be there for your family um, for the long haul. And so with both of them, first and foremost, you're, you're buying an insurance product that is going to pay out to your heirs. Now, secondarily, and you can go through different variations of these policies, but secondarily, there's a lot of benefits for set it, structuring a policy up like this with additional dollars inside the policy. You know, based on different tax law, there's a way to actually grow your dollars inside of these to um, benefit or to, and excuse me, to take them back in the future in a tax-free basis. And so with both whole life contracts and universal life contracts, you are going to have the ability, whether it be through withdrawals or loans, to draw your cash out after it's been in there a number of years and take out the gains tax-free. So I say that as a baseline because the ultimate goal with both of them is, um, first and foremost, there's a death benefit availability, but secondarily, to take a look at the cash value and see how that can perform inside of your portfolio. 
Now, one of the main differences that you'll see between a universal life policy and a whole life policy is going to be how does my cash value grow? You know, typically with a whole life policy, what'll happen is you'll put your dollars in with the insurance company. The insurance company is going to take those dollars and invest them inside of their general fund. Now, what's going to happen from there is they'll give you typically some sort of a small fixed return. It can be anywhere from two to four percent. Um, usually it'll be a little bit higher than you see at CDs or other places. But then they're also going to have dividends on those policies based on how the company performs. They'll pay out additional dollars inside of your contract. So on a whole life policy, it, it tends to be a little bit more conservative growth on your dollars. Um, most whole life companies, some of the big ones out there have been around for 150 years and have been consistently paying dividends over those time frames. So you can be pretty confident that those dividends will come year over year. Now, on the universal life side, what we're looking at in the universal life side is you're going to have the same type of safety in that, you know, if we're specifically talking about fixed or index products in that your cash value can't drop any year due to the market performance. But what they're going to do is rather than set you up with more of a fixed, a uh, little bit smaller um, return, they'll put you in a position where they can give you upside based on the market. You know, one of the leading policies out there w would give you 100 percent of the upside of the S&P 500 up to 14 and a half percent. Now, depending on the policy, there's different um, different options there. But what you tend to look at on the universal life side is it, it won't be quite as much on the guaranteed return side. They're still going to guarantee you can't go below zero but they'll give you a significantly higher upside. You know, in some cases it could be as high as 12 to 14%. In others, it might be uncapped so that year over year, if we have a, a big market run with the UL type policy or specifically an index universal life type policy, you, you tend to have significantly higher upside from a cash value growth side. Got it. Got it. And so, I mean, diving into that a little bit further, I mean, if we want to talk on the UL, um, you know, are we finding that people investing these things, you know, on a monthly basis, annual basis, how does that work? I mean, when people want to put money into it, how do they, how do they go about doing that? So from uh, getting started with it, there are a lot of options. You can do almost whatever you want down to just taking a lump sum of dollars and putting it into the policy um, all the way over to making a, a monthly premium payment. Now, the dollar amounts can range from anywhere from as low as twenty five dollars a month to hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. You know, we don't see a lot of those cases, but you see uh, really everything out there. I mean, that's um, that, that's where a lot of the power can come from is getting additional dollars into here to allow the cash values to grow. You know, what I would say we see a lot of times is we see a client who, you know, is maybe putting money into their 401k and they're, or they're putting money into their Roth policy and they're saying, you know, I want to find a place to save a, a few more dollars in a safe way. And so where we see a lot of policies are people putting 100 to $500 a month into this style that they put into for a number of years, be it five years, 10 years, 20 years, but they'll structure these policies so that, you know, rather than say, I have to make this payment forever, they'll try and put enough dollars in over say 10 years or 20 years so that the growth off of those dollars will actually pay any future premiums, but then also create a pool of dollars within the policy that they can access should you need income in the future, or should there be, you know, one of the places I really love it, you know, should there be another scenario like the last six months where the market drops 30%? You know, with a policy like this, if you have dollars available into there, you'd be able to take out tax-free loans off an asset that did not drop at all due to the market. And so I think a lot of the idea with these policies are you can fund them in almost any way you want, but if you fund them over the long term, they're going to create fairly significant pools of money, whether you fund it at $100 a month or $500 a month or up from there. Yeah, I want to take a quick a quick pause there. So, Chris, you're talking about you said a couple things. You mentioned income, but then you also said tax free loans. And what I what I want to just make sure I'm understanding clearly is that the insured can properly access these funds like it's a high yield savings account. 
essentially, and just take money out like a withdrawal as if they were going to the bank and taking cash out to go buy a car or, you know, supplement their income every month. Is that correct? You just have access to it willy nilly? Correct. To a certain degree, it won't be as simple as having, say, a a checking card that you can go and put into the bank and draw money. Um, But on a high level, it is going to be fairly similar. It might take a couple of days for the dollars to get to your bank account. Um, But on a high level, that's exactly it. That's how we see a lot of people use these policies. They build this up as a savings account. And then in the future, if you need to access it, it's as simple as sending in a form that says, send me X, Y, Z dollars, and they'll send those to your bank account. And, you know, to the question of tax-free, there's actually, there's two ways that you can receive those dollars back tax-free. The first is you can just withdraw up to your initial premium amount tax-free. The second is based on your interest and your gains. And this is what I mentioned earlier. What the insurance company will do is allow you to take a loan off of your dollars that you can receive tax-free and hold on to and spend on really whatever you would like. And we can dive into loans or a little bit into that um, later in the, sure. in the podcast we're talking here, but but there are several ways that you can access your dollars and you know, using a savings or having the idea of a savings account there, I think is a great analogy um, for, uh, for, for how you can use these policies. Well, we talk about sequence of risk in this show quite a bit, meaning like if you had to, and that's why that's why the treasurer and the IRS said, hey, listen, this year, I'll tell you what, we're going to give you a pass on your required minimum distribution. We're not going to make you take out money because guess what? You just lost 30% of what it was worth in February. Now, the market has bounced back a little bit, right? Next week, like I said in the intro to the show, we're going to find out that the GDP is reporting for what it did in quarter two. Now, everyone knows it smells like a dirty old sock door, but it's possible that it's not going to smell that bad. And if it doesn't, as bad as we thought it was, that's going to help the, the market snap back. Now, if it's even worse than we thought it was, then guess what? Returns are going to go back down. Dow, the Dow, S&P 500, those markets have so much fragile volatility right now. Um, and all it takes is one person getting nervous after another, after another, and those calls come in and you could see a thousand point drop day. No problem. And why am I elaborating on this? Because I think what's nice, what Chris is saying is in, during certain quarters, during certain years, when your market performance on your, your nest egg, the big portion of your retirement savings is not doing well, you can turn right to this policy and ask the company to send you money to get you through this period of time, whether it be six months or 12 months. I mean, Chris, couldn't you also not pay the premium and have the cash eat that up? Exactly. I mean, in in a lot of cases, how these policies will be designed is after a number of years, say 10 years or 20 years, they'll be designed to where the cash value should not only, or the growth in the cash value should not only cover the premiums, but should continue to give strong growth to the cash value inside of the policies. Yeah. And, and I think, Oh, go ahead, Chris. I said, and one, one thing that I loved you said is, I mean, using this as a pool of money, like a savings account, you know, if you go back to March or late March, early April, when the market was down 30%, if you were looking at your portfolio and saying, I need to pull $5,000 a month out of here. Well, if you pulled that $5,000 out in April, when everything is down 30%, with that money you pulled out, you missed that upside. With a policy like this or with a typical universal life policy where you don't go down at all, it becomes very valuable in those standpoints because then we're able to use this for a couple months until the market comes back up to where we want to look at. And I really think from what we do, having that pool of dollars that that isn't subject to the market swings is one of the strongest benefits of this type of policy. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think having, you know, the flexibility that these policies can bring to an individual, uh, you know, with the better accumulation potential than, say, a whole life policy 
and having the flexibility should the going get tough or you know something happen in the market to be able to tap into i think it creates a uh, you know kind of that safety net or that emergency fund that a lot of us strive to have um, what i'd like to do is we're going to take a quick break and when we come back i'd like to pick your brain a little bit, Chris, of kind of how you see these policies designed and how they can maybe benefit an individual in certain scenarios. So we will go, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, but before we do, if any of you are interested and want to learn more about an indexed universal life policy and how it may fit into your portfolio, please feel free to give us a call at 866-53-RETIRE. Again, that's 866-53-RETIRE, or you can shoot us an email at info at smartretirementcast.com. We're going to take a break, and we will be right back. Hey, guys. Mike Points, co-host of Smart Retirement Podcast and a licensed loan officer. Let me ask you a question. When is the last time you sat down with your mortgage officer to discuss how your mortgage is going to affect you during retirement or how the current products and laws out there now are different from when you originally got your mortgage? Allow my team of retirement specialists and myself to put together a proposal for you that shows all of the different products and options you have right now. This is something we can implement in the next one to two months that helps you improve your current situation. If you're not able to remove your mortgage payment with your current mortgage, if you're not able to tap into the liquidity, and if you're not able to prepare better for healthcare costs, I want to show you how we can do that. So please contact me by calling 866-53-RETIRE, option two. Once again, that's 866-53-RETIRE, option two, or contact me at info at smartretirementcast.com. Look forward to hearing from you soon. And MLS number 124-6224. favorite listeners. We're back from our second break. Again, we're here with Chris Foley from Core Income Advisors. Chris helps Matt Hollander all the time design his life insurance proposals for you and for all of Matt's clients. Um, Matt, I know that you are always looking to protect your clients' death benefits, the, the living benefit, excuse me, the beneficiaries and yep. the death benefit portion. You always make sure they've got enough of that. But here's what I'm interested in, Chris. I'm interested in that cash value, baby. Cash Tell me money. all about that. I know that this policy is like, if there was, if term insurance was a Honda that you were driving down the road, the permanent insurance is like a Mercedes, right? Exactly. That is that is what's going to be there for the long term. That is what if you get to the end of, say, a 20 year term policy and you realize it's done and your premiums haven't done anything for you. That's what you'll be wishing you were driving once you get to the end there. Perfect. All my friends make fun of me because even at a dinner party, I'll start talking money, not specifically, but I just love to talk about money. I think it's important. I'm not, you know, 100% money all the time, but I think it's so important to learn about all the money options out there. So for example, when you sit down and look at cash values, let's say a policy's had 15 years, 20 years, 25 years, Chris, to, to really build up. I mean, how much are you salivating when you're looking at that to give ideas? It's, I mean, looking at these policies, that's what they're designed for. I, I, and I'll, I mean, looking at the cash values, a lot of the way I describe these policies as more of, um, you know, I'm not going to say as an investment because it is insurance, but, you know, what you're looking at is dollars in versus dollars out. You know, okay. what do I give you or XYZ and how much can I get back? 
Right. So policies like this, the way they're going to be designed is, you know, in the early years, there is a lead up period. There are different charges on the policies to where your dollar's going into it. Take a take a second to get rolling. You can use the the ball roll or the snowball rolling down a hill as I'll use a Minnesota reference here that starts out small, but as it gets toward the bottom, it gets bigger and bigger and more and more difficult to stop. And this is what you get with a lot of these insure with a lot of these permanent policies. In the early years, what you're looking at is your cash value might not have a lot of growth on it, but where your payoff will be in the early years is, for lack of a better description, if you're three years into this policy and you get hit by a bus, well, your heirs are going to do great. Now, right. that's not what right. we want to plan for, but in the early years of this policy, while that snowball is small, you also have this additional extra protection of the death benefit that will give your estate or your overall portfolio a huge bump if something happens to you. Now, where we really like these policies is what happens after the first 10 years, the first 15 or 20 years, and what does this begin to look like? And this is where I think the cash value on a lot of these policies looks extremely strong. You know, in some of these scenarios, if you back test these policies, they average in the seven to seven and a half percent return range. Now, if you were to look at a portfolio and say, if I get a seven to seven and a half percent, essentially tax-free return, over the next 10 years, 15 years, 20, 25 years, this is where it starts to get very, very significant. Now, like anything, if you're putting $100 a month in, month two, 7% on that is not very significant. But month 210, now it starts to be very significant. And so this is what we see in this style of policy is that, you know, one of our goals when I'm talking with Matt or I'm talking with other advisors on how do we implement these in the plan is one of our goals is, is this is a long-term planning vehicle. You know, mm -hmm. there are obvious short-term benefits in it. Mm -hmm. um, but if you use this as a long-term planning vehicle, you know, even at a hundred dollars a month, you know, you can build up a significant cash value a decade down the line. And if you're looking 20 years down the line or 25 years down the line, it's pretty incredible where, where some of these can grow to and the pool of dollars that, uh, that can be built up without taking any market risk. Yeah. I want to, so what's, so what are some of the key benefits to use with that cash value for Matt? What do you, what do you do when your clients come to you with pain points or, you know, certain areas where they're like, if I could just figure out how to do this, how do you show them the cash value will cure that? Sure. And I think one of the main things that I've used this for and my clients have been worried about is, you know, they've got their job or their career that they, they've been in for a while. They, they probably intend to stay there, but their current employer doesn't offer any type of pension program to them. And so their concern is, well, when I retire, where am I going to get my income from, right? Social Security might not be there or might not be to the amount that they think it is today. Um, so what are we going to do now to help prepare ourselves for the future? And what can we do to invest in that's safe and we know that has some type of guarantee behind it to be able to have some type of income later on? And that's where I'm finding this permanent insurance fits in perfectly, because when we talk about insurance, we're not always just insuring against death. We're insuring against not having enough income, right? You insure your car as your house for different life events. There's different types of insurance. Right. And Chris, I think you would agree, uh, you know, over time, as you said earlier, even $100 a month later on in retirement can totally help in an instance of retirement income. Right. Absolutely. And that's, um, you know, that's where I'd, I'd like to look at these policies is, you know, in a similar way where you're building up a, a large pool of money that you can use in a lot of different ways. Now, I'll jump into somewhat high level the different ways you can access those dollars and why you might want to. Um, the first way you can access those dollars is just by saying, hey, I gave you $100 a month for the last 10 years. So I've put $12,000 into this policy. Well, I want $12,000 back. Well, in that scenario, that's just going to be a return of your own dollars without getting too deep into tax law. A lot of other investments or a lot of other insurance products out there, if you say, I want 12,000 back, the money I put in, what they're going to do is actually give you your interest back first. And that's important because if you get your interest back first, you're going to get taxed on those dollars. Yep. 
Now, the second way you can access this is rather than say, I want those dollars out of there, you can ask for the insurance company for a loan out of the policy. Now, the loan provision is, I think, one of the most fascinating ways to look at these IUL contracts. You know, because on a base level, if you go to a bank and you ask the bank for a loan, you ask the bank for $50,000. Well, that's $50,000 that's in your account that the IRS is not going to come and say, you owe me XYZ on, you owe me 30% of that. Well, the same thing happens with the insurance company. But now because it's part of a permanent life insurance product, what's going to happen is you don't actually have to pay the insurance company back while you're living. What will happen is the death benefit, the legacy benefit on there will go to pay that loan back in a tax-free manner for you, which effectively makes that loan a tax-free loan to yourself. Now, we can get really deep into exactly how to structure those loans, but there's two main ways you can structure them. The first is, is anytime you take a loan from a bank, they're going to say, no problem, you can have that loan, but we're going to charge you interest on it. With the life insurance policy of this style, you're technically loaning out your own cash. And so option number one, the insurance company will say, no problem. We will loan this out to you out of your policy. And we're just going to guarantee that you return the exact same amount that the interest is. So you know that every single year, those dollars you received are going to be there for you. And you're not going to build up higher loan values inside of your policy. Now, option two, which is where we, we see significantly, you can call it arbitrage. There's a lot of different ideas here, but the example I'll use with, with option two is, is similar to real estate, where you might borrow money against a building or against an asset, and you've borrowed that money, but the value of that asset continues to grow faster than the dollar, than what you're paying to borrow the money. You can have the same thing with an IUL product where you pull out, say, $10,000 for easy money or for an, for an easy dollar amount to use. Well, in this case, if you look at, depending on the policy, and, and of course, there's no guarantees here. The guarantee is you won't ever lose money. But depending on the policy, historically, these return roughly 7% to 7.5%. Well, if you borrow it and you say, I just want to borrow the money, but I also want my money to continue earning, what will happen in a lot of cases is with that $10,000, you will get that $10,000 and the insurance company might say, we're going to charge you 5% on that, so $500. But the $10,000 that you borrowed against is now earning 7%, so $700. And mm -hmm. so in this scenario, even though you've received that money, you're actually earning additional dollars on the loan. And so this, we can get really in depth on that, but I think some of the arbitrage you can get from these policies makes it even more valuable to use the cash out of them from a withdrawal basis. And you know, again, without going too far into it, I'll say if you talk with Matt, if you talk with Mike, they can get really in depth on your specific scenario. But, but to me, that's one of the most exciting ways to use these policies and to get cash out of them into your own hands. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I don't know that if you could rattle this off off the top of your head, Chris, because I didn't have you make an illustration or anything before the show. But I mean, if we said that we we had an average person that was saying that they wanted to put, you know, say three hundred dollars a month into something like this and they're, let's say, maybe 45, 50 years old. And. You know, they wanted to contribute into one of these things for, say, 10, 15, maybe 20. Let's call it 50. Well, let's call it, uh, let's say they're 40. So let's say they contribute for 20 years up until they're age 60. And they wanted to start taking income from it. Um, you know, just on a base illustration with just, you know, average returns. I mean, what would one, what would something like that look like? And I mean, this is one of the things, listeners, that... What I'll do is on our Facebook page, you can actually go and reference this. We'll just call it uh, Joe Smith or something like that for the client's name. But it'll give you a better idea uh, based upon these numbers, what this could look like as far as a death benefit stance and then also maybe an income play uh, later on in retirement. So, Chris, you have any ideas on that off the top of your head? So these are going to be real high level numbers. Um, but I mean, but if you were looking at, let's just say a 45 year old, 
Okay. And, and they put $300 a month in over a 20 year time period. Um, well, that means over 20 years, you, you put in a fairly significant dollar amount. I'm um, in this case talking um, roughly 72,000. Okay. Um, well, that's a big dollar amount, but keep in mind, we're looking at just $300 a month. Um, it's going to depend some on the growth of the policy, some other factors, um, but you're likely looking somewhere in the neighborhood of at age 65, maybe 190 to $200,000 of cash value in that. Okay. Now, that's a fairly significant growth, but what is really interesting now is, is you can access that cash value in so many ways. You know, even though you've grown significantly higher than what you've put in, those dollars are going to be there for you in a tax-free manner. And so I think from an income standpoint, uh, and again, I'll keep this really high level. It's going to depend on your age. It's going to depend on the amount you put into there. It's going to depend sure. on your health. Um, but off of that, you would typically and fairly sustainably be able to receive fifteen dollars to $18,000 tax-free for the next 20 years, if not longer. And so from something uh, where you take a look at just, you know, $300 a month, it really is very realistic to put you in a position where you are at that fifteen to 20000 tax-free, which based on your tax bracket, you know, that might be the equivalent of, say, 30000 Now, sure. that's an extra Social Security payment yep. on top of anything else. And so that's, that's, again, a lot of what the goal is. If we have this duration, you can build up very significant cash values. Um, that are going to be available for you in a lot of ways. Well, and like we talked about earlier in the show, you know, we have the other insurance part of this that during that 20 year period, should something happen to you while you're contributing into this, there's actually a death benefit that's going to start on, you know, day one of when you start this policy that will be paid out to your loved ones. So, I mean, you've kind of, you're covering both things here. You're, you know, you're concerned about while you're working, being able to support the family, you've got the insurance bit there, but you're also checking off the box for that income piece later on in retirement. So I think that's where, you know, Mike said it perfectly earlier, for a lot of people, this can fit into almost everyone's portfolio in some way. It's just a matter of figuring out and doing a needs analysis to figure out where it's going to be positioned and how much one may need into a product like this. So I also think it's prudent to add that with a permanent life insurance policy, whether it's one Matt put in place for you or the one you already have, you can review and change this policy, the way it's paying you, the way you're accessing the cash, the way you're no longer paying the premiums, the way the death benefit gets added on top of itself. Those dividends that that Chris talked about earlier, we can just stack those like little bricks on top of your death benefit every year and make it larger. So this thing isn't a set it and forget it, like the rotisseries they used to sell on the QVE show or whatever that was called. <laughs> QVC. Yeah. Thank you. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a every two to three year check-in conversation. And it, what's, that's, that's the only way to have a policy like this is to make sure it's properly reflecting your needs during retirement or as you're going into retirement. Yep. And that's one thing that I can't emphasize enough is, you know, these are not set it and forget it policies. These are policies that, that it's important to keep an eye on and to make sure that, that you're funding at the correct levels that and you want to make sure also that it's performing how you've asked it to perform. You know, one of the reasons today why we talk a little bit more about UL than maybe whole life policies is that as much as the dividends are guaranteed, you know, we've seen interest rates change over the last 10 years, over the last 20 years. And so you've seen a lot of policies that had dividends of 8% that have gone down to four or four and a half percent. And, and it's really important to have, right. Right. have a professional, to have someone that takes a look at your policies every couple of years to make sure it's on track because these cash values you build into there, it's your own cash. These are portable. You know, if you decide that this contract I've been in has some changes that I didn't like, you're able to look at a different contract to use those dollars just as efficiently someplace else. Mm -hmm. And so I really do want to echo what uh, echo what Mike said there and just say it's important that, you know, if you're going into this policy, you look at it as something that you're going to want to keep an eye on. And if you've had one for five years, for 10 years, for longer, 
and you haven't taken a look at it? Because I see this every single day. People that have had a policy for 25 years because their buddy sold it to them right out of college that they put $30 a month into. Well, sometimes these have built up huge cash values. And what they're doing today versus what they're intended to do could be very different. And so yep. it is uh, very important that you you have a professional look at what you're doing and and make sure that you're still on track to to achieve the goals of what you want to do with these dollars. Yep. Took the words right out of my mouth, Chris. I mean, that's kind of where I was going to go with that. Is I've sat down with clients, same type of thing. They've been contributing into these things, uh, you know, for quite some time. And now, in order to keep the benefits, they're going to have to start paying more into their premiums, almost like a long term care policy. That all of a sudden the rates have jacked up. They just maybe didn't perform the way that they wanted to. So or were designed to do. So, you know, listeners out there, if you're listening to this show and you've got a universal life policy or a whole life policy, and you'd like me to take a look deeper into that and have Chris maybe give us a review and tell us, you know, does it make sense to hold on to this policy or should we be making some changes? We'll go, we'll go ahead and offer that to you today. If you call 866-53-RETIRE, and that's 866-53-RETIRE, or you can shoot us an email at info at smartretirementcast.com. You know, it'll be something really simple. Just need a current statement from you. Don't need the account numbers really or anything information off of it. We just need to look over and make sure it's performing correctly. So with that, Mike, um, anything else you want to add into today's show before we wrap up? No, I think that's it. Everyone just stay healthy and keep listening. And when you can, give us a five-star review because we're working hard to try to get this message out to more people. And that's the only way to do it. Awesome. Chris, thanks again for uh, for joining us today. Well, Matt and Mike, I really appreciate the time uh, and excited to help get this message out as well. So you guys uh, take care. Thanks, guys. All right. All, right. All right, listeners, let's go out and make the rest of our lives the best of our lives. Thanks for tuning in. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide or construed as providing specific investment advice. Any economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee the strategies promoted will be successful. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy or risk management technique can guarantee return or eliminate risk in all market environments. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. California license number 0175638 and MLS number 1246224.